It's Charlotte's and we're back with another episode of Hey Girl. If you are new here, hey girl. If you are true here, hey girl, hey. Listen, yes, it's Monday. We're still trying it out per your request. It was a, a mixture. <laughs> Some people were like, yes, girl, give it to me on Monday. I want to jumpstart my week. Then I had some girlfriends who were like, give it to me on Friday. Help me jumpstart my weekend. So we're trying it out again on this good Monday. I pray that your week starts out amazing. May this be the beginning of something beautiful. I pray that uh, you are able to experience new opportunities. Um, I pray that uh, you just experience such a peace um, at the beginning of your week. So, hey girl, listen, I have been having a crazy couple of weeks. Okay, it's been crazy. Um, my family has been experiencing so much loss, and I'm sure uh, many of you can also relate uh, to experiencing loss, um, especially when it gets to be around the holidays. That just hits different, okay? Uh, because that's when you are used to seeing family, being around family, celebrating, being thankful. And it's like, how can I be thankful when I am feeling so much sorrow? So uh, to anyone who is struggling with the upcoming holiday, not seeing uh, your favorites, uh, your family, some friends, I pray uh, that the God of peace and comfort, that he will make the greatest exchange uh, of joy and sorrow uh, for you during this time. Um, I love y'all so much. Um, and again, I know that there is so much loss around us, be it from COVID or other uh, situations. It is never an easy thing um, when you have to lose someone. And yes, we know that we do not have forever, but um, it is never easy. I'll never get used to loss. Um, it, it's just crazy. So I encourage all of you uh, to be encouraged. Uh, have your time. Feel whatever it is that you need to feel. Speak whatever it is that you need to speak. Um, and heal so that we can continue to be healthy. Um so yes, welcome again, welcome. So if you follow me on social media, you already know that we are talking about depress on. And before um, I get into today's topic, I want to also encourage you, uh, not, I don't want to inflict guilt 
or shame. Uh, but I want to, if I may, impose a sense of urgency on you for the upcoming year. If you have not already began to put your visions down, to put your plans down, if you have not already began to seek God about uh, what it is uh, that you need to be embarking on in 2022, sis, Girl, now is the time. We don't want to be waiting until January hits. Um, and this is no shade or, or slight to anyone. I never, and I'm not saying that it cannot be done because whenever you get a vision, start working on it. But I never really understood the concept of like vision parties that start or in January. Like, you should be going full throttle come January. I want to start seeing your vision parties, you know, November, December, maybe even like October, the last quarter or whatever of the previous year so that we can get started um, come January 1st. I've been calling um, my friends and my loved ones, telling them, listen to me, telling them what I need them to have done by the new year, by January 1st. And listen, it ain't you not just going to be giving me lip service. I'm looking for receipts. Okay. I told, I told one of my sisters the other day, I said, this is what I want done by you by January. And I'm looking for the receipts. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want us to be behind. I want us to have a leg up. And the other day when I was at work, I was in my office and I keep like a, a notebook, a journal everywhere. And I was doing something and the Lord really dropped something in my spirit. Amidst all of the loss, amidst all of the sadness, all of just the negative stuff that's been going on, God dropped something positive in my spirit. And listen, because the adversary... I don't even like bringing him up because I don't want him to think he's welcome here. <laughs> but the minute that God gave it to me and I wrote it down, do you know the avis- the, the spirit of doubt immediately came and was like, uh-uh, you can't do that. Ain't nobody gone. And I said, oh, you try, oh, you tried it. You tried it. And because you think I won't. And because you think it can't be done, watch me. Because if God planted that seed, he already knows the success. (laughs) If he planted the seed, he already knows the success. If I plant an apple seed, baby, I can't be coming looking for oranges. Expect some apples. If I plant a watermelon or however those things be growing, I can't come looking for a cabbage. 
So if he planted the seed, he already knows the success. So I said, oh, devil, I'm coming for you, honey. Off with his head. (laughs) I'm coming for you in 2022. It's up. It's up all 2022. So I pray that even now that your wheels start turning that you start to remember what God has spoken over you, what he has spoken to you. And now, baby, it is time to get to work because he planted the, the seed. Now we're looking for success. We're looking for a harvest. We are looking for a harvest. I, I feel like I'm yelling, <laughs> but I am just so passionate And I want to see you win in 2022. So it's going up. There are a lot of things that God has showed me that I have to do. And when I do it, show up. Show up for your girl. Because a win for for me is a win for all of us. And I don't want what happened in 2020 and the sadness and the distraughtness and the loss that we may have encountered in 2020 and let's just get real in 2021 to keep us from being successful in 2022 um spoiler alert (laughs) you're gonna lose some things in 2022 listen every every it's gonna be some weeds that try to sprout up I listen, y'all. I, I ain't even no plant mom. I don't know where these analogies is, is coming from because I ain't planting not nan flower, not nan nan seed. Okay, <laughs> so this is truly what God wants me to say to y'all. It's gonna be some weeds that come up, but baby, listen, it's gonna be some successes in twenty twenty two. But you got to start now. You have got to get your seed in the ground now. He has given you the seed. You have to plant it. You have to water it. And he's going to bring the success to it. He's going to put his favor on it. He's going to put his hand on it. If you do it just like how God said Don't be afraid to make connections this year. Whatever you had uh, planned to do that he gave you in years prior that you didn't do because you didn't have the money, that will not be a problem this year. I declare that that will not be a problem. Men and women are going to be able to sow into you. I believe even now that God is going to whisper the power of a whisper. (laughs) If I was a preacher... And I ain't. (laughs) That would preach, okay? The power of a whisper. Because he's going to whisper your name in rooms. And it's going to echo throughout the world. And the atmosphere is going to have to respond. It's going to, oh, she needs to be in there. Yeah. And you're going to be getting phone calls. I know it to be true because it has happened to me. 
I'm in rooms. I'm in places now because of a whisper. Honey, and I'm coming through like a wrecking ball in 2022. (laughs) I'm coming through like a wrecking ball in 2022. I'm just getting started. So listen, I pray Get your magazines, cut out whatever you need to cut out, glue whatever you need to glue, put it on your phone, get a sticky note, get some reminders. Because it's got to happen this year, in 2022 that is. And I'm ready. And I hope y'all are ready too. I gave y'all that for free. (laughs) I didn't even really mean to go that way, (laughs) y'all. Hey, girl, we're going to be all right. We already all right. He's already wrote it already all right. We just have to get there. He's not writing our story. When he blew that breath into you, the story was already complete. We probably just on chapter 13. But it's already all right. Okay. So let's talk about pressing on. (laughs) I love y'all. And I pray that when I come on here, that you feel the love, that you know that this is a safe space. Uh, Because I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all every time. I I say this to my friends often. There is not anything that I cannot say right now that I don't care if it gets repeated because I'm healed from it. You can't, you can't hurt me with a past that I had to heal from, that God has already forgiven me from. And then when he forgave me, I was still in bondage because I didn't forgive myself. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? You in a jail for what? And the door is wide open. Why are you still punishing yourself? So I'm, I'm free from that now. I'm free from that level of judgment that level of shame, that level of guilt. So I can talk about anything. I I can be transparent about anything because what I don't want is for you to be in a place of bondage when you've been free for years. You've been free for years. God forgave me for something that I did years ago. And it took me years to walk in that freedom. I, that, uh-uh, not you. You won't do that. I won't allow you to do that. Because I was there. So, hey girl. Depress on. So, Recently, I have been dealing with a lot of women who have been struggling with depression. It's everywhere. Um, Whether it be the, you know, there's different levels of depression. People uh, struggle with seasonal depression when the seasons change or, you know, whatever the case may be. I see it on my timeline all the time. You you see it on Facebook, you get off Facebook, you go to Instagram thinking you're going to get away from it. It's on Instagram. Then you get on Twitter and it's like, oh, it's here too. It, it's everywhere. I am a firm believer. If 
of of therapy. If you ever had to wonder how I feel about it, just know I'm an advocate for it. Um, I, I believe that we can do both. We can do God and we can do therapy. If you can go, if you believe in God for healing, but you still go to the doctor and take that prescribed medicine, then it is no different than going to therapy and getting the tools to navigate some rough areas of your life that does not make you any less of a believer that God can do it. And that's just how I feel about it. You you may feel different because if I go to the doctor today and I know that God God is a healer. If I go today and they say Lord, uh, girl, you need to take this, 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 this. I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to take it and I'm going to let God do his thing. So it's no different for me as for me in my house. (laughs) That's how your girl feels about it. I'm a strong advocate for therapy. And for whatever reason, my people, my people, my melanated people, feel like that that's not for us and it is I've come in contact with some of the most educated people who are like I ain't going to therapy why you have some childhood trauma that keeps showing up in your relationships and how you parent and how you work and how you engage with others because yes you might be 37 but you keep showing up like a 6 year old and you just can't shout over that every week you have to be able to do the work and listen, when it comes to a dance, I'm going to dance. <laughs> but I'm also going to put in the work. We can do both, y'all. Whoever told you you can't, send them, put them in my DMs, okay? <laughs> put them in my DMs. So, depress on. Can I just be honest with y'all? I recorded this episode already and it was good. Okay. Um, and my mom called me. <laughs> I had everything on do not disturb. And I forgot that I still allow my favorites to come through. So I'm recording it again. And I hate um, when no shade mom. Because it's not just you, but I've been interrupted by many things. But when I have to re-record, because that first one, it'd be so raw. It'd be so good. Like, y'all used to be hearing Coco, rest in peace, boo, barking in the background. But I couldn't re-record it because the genuineness, the sincerity of what I was saying you just gonna have to excuse my daughter. You gonna have to excuse Coco this week. Um, so I'm recording this for the second time. And I was talking about um, depression and how I don't feel that I've ever been depressed, right? Um, but I have been really, really sad. 
due to some some uh things that I've done, some experiences that I have experienced and how I used to deal with my sadness would be either shopping or and this is what I'm going to share again because this is what I mentioned in the the previous recorded um was that I would inflict pain upon myself and what I realized Again, y'all don't get to hear this part. <laughs> what I realized when I was saying that before was that isn't was a form of self-harm, right? I was not a cutter. I wasn't beating myself up. But what I did was I went and I had got my nose pierced because I wanted to feel pain so that pain could escape me. And I did not realize until I spoke it out loud today, that that is a form of self-harm. I worked with self-harmers for years. And, you know, they have this, we have this term, what's called superficial cuts, where, you know, they just cut, um, you know, they want to feel pain. And then if somebody is truly trying to inflict pain, pain on them so they know exactly where to cut and so when I was saying that out loud I was like I had the the revel the light bulb came on like girl that was a form of self-harm and I never years I pierced my I went and got my nose pierced I pierced my nose I want to say three times. Um, I remember the very first time I did it, I was going through it. Okay. Um, if you really, really know me, don't you hate when people say that? Because they always about to say something like, if you really know me, you know, I'm not mean for real. I'm really nice. The people that know me, they know I will give the shirt off of my back. I'm a lover. But I guess I got this face about your girl that says I don't play (laughs) but I'm really nice and so my character was being just dragged through the mud uh some crazy things was being said about me and I just was not defending myself because I, I don't I don't have to because deep down inside I know what it was but it was just eating me up and so I had took a trip to D.C. with one of my good friends trying to escape that, trying to reset, trying to like pull myself together and spur of the moment. I wasn't even like thinking about it. We were at the mall in D.C. and... um the little kiosk, I just went up to the kiosk and I was like, girl, do y'all hear his nose is here? And she was like, yeah, we can. So I sat in that chair and I let her pierce my nose. I hated it. Okay. Because now having done some research, you're not supposed to get your nose pierced with a, a ear gun. Like that's not even what you're supposed to do. So I had this big earring that really goes in your ear in your nose so I could see it it was like in my eye almost I hated it but I did it 
And in that moment, I felt, and I'm sure other people who, you know, engage in what we're calling, uh, what I have realized it to be, self-harm, feel better, right? So I went on by my life. Um, I got back home. Things still weren't better because people are people. And um, I went to work. I was a preschool teacher at the time. And my job was like, you cannot have that facial piercing, blah, 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 blah. I put, you know, a clear stopper in it, lost it. And I went back and got it done again professionally they did it with the needle I am not one of those people who are like squirmish I don't like needles it's like stick me okay right now so I did it and I don't know how many people listening to me has ever gotten their nose pierced but it when they stick that needle in you have no choice but to cry it's not like <laughs> one of those my mama just told me up cry it's that you're watching a Lifetime movie and they got that one little lonely tear coming out. <laughs> and that's how it was. And I kid you not, for me, that one little tear, that pain released so much pain that I had been holding in, right? And I did not realize until I was recording this very episode that that to me, I now identify that with a form of self-harm. That's crazy. And I don't mean it like people are crazy. I'm saying that that's crazy that it's been years and now I am making that realization depression is real I do not play with the spirit of depression I don't I remember being in middle school and experiencing my first ever uh, suicide it was a guy we were in middle school I wasn't even in the sixth grade yet I don't believe and it was a guy who was who liked me and I, I'm I'm just trigger warning okay and it was a guy who liked me and we did not he was super funny uh super kind just an all-around great person. He lived around the corner from me. And he committed suicide. He hung himself in his closet. And I believe it was his mom that found him. And it was like, you were going to school every day. We were playing games at recess. We were kicking it. We were having fun. And I never knew that deep down inside, this is what you were struggling with. And that was years ago. And the way that the world has progressed, 
it's only gotten worse. So if a child my age that many years ago felt like what they were dealing with, they couldn't manage how much more so today. So when it comes to depression and suicide, I don't play when it comes to that. I take every plea, every um, every sign very serious. I ask God that we would have a better a level of discernment so that we can deal with people gently but firmly because you can't play with that thing. He was uh functionally he was fu- dealing with depression but he was a functional uh person and they call that functional depression where you're going through life every single day happy you're able to go to work you're able to deal with your children but deep down inside the mental battle that you are dealing with depression not only affects you mentally, but it could affect you financially, spiritually, physically, if I didn't even say that. Because it's like, you're depressed. Your thoughts are not your own anymore. You're questioning how could God even allow you to feel this way? It might uh, impact your finances because now you can't even go to work. Sometimes if you're not a, if you're not uh, functional with your depression, we can't play with that thing. So when I'm talking and I'm coaching people through their, their spouts and their seasons of depression, I'm gentle, baby, but I'm direct. I, I I don't encourage you to just lay around all day. You got to do that work. It takes work to get you out of that season. I love y'all. I love to be at home. I love to be in my bed. I if I if I didn't have to get out of my bed, I wouldn't. I just love to be at home in my own space. I know what I can expect from my home. The world is crazy out there. And so anytime people call me, especially one of my sisters, they're like, girl, you always at home in a bed. I don't, I ain't never met somebody who loved they bed. You probably, you ain't met my brother. <laughs> you ain't met my niece. I don't know. Maybe it's our gene. I don't know. <laughs> But I love it. But if you didn't know me, you probably would think that I was super sad or super depressed. And that is the furthest thing from from it. But depression looks different for everybody. Some people don't want to get out of the bed. Some people don't, you know, want to do their hair, uh, wash up. They're, they're overeating or not eating at all. Not answering the phone. So when I'm coaching somebody through, it's like, okay, listen, let's get up. Because I feel, and it's been said by others, when you 
look good, you feel good. Okay? Sometimes you got to pamper yourself. Get up. Go get your hair done. Go get your... You have to press on or that thing will consume you and you'll think that you've just been in this thing for three days and it's three months and don't try don't be ashamed i don't know who needs to hear this but being depressed is more normal than we like to think it is and people are just ashamed and afraid because they don't want to seem crazy or feel crazy because of how we deem it in society. But if my friends, if you are listening to this and you are feeling depressed, you I'm a safe space. I'm a safe space. Because I don't want this thing to progress. I want to chop this thing off at the head. You have to have people who can see where you are and encourage you to press on. Don't allow you to stay where you are. I used to work at a particular place, several places, (laughs) as I like to say. So you can never say, oh, she's talking about this job. And we would have people there. There's a a term and it's called attention seeking. And they use it so as a try to weapon people with it, you know, when people might be seriously either depressed or attention seeking and I kind of really don't like that term because it just has such a negative connotation to it but I don't feel like you have to beat people down when they are in a space when they need the most help so if somebody comes to me and they are struggling. I am not going to beat you down. I'm going to lift you up. Even if I know you ain't showered in three days. Or you wearing the same clothes that you had on seven days ago. I have done this. I have purchased spa days for people. Set it up told them you go here this date at this time because I know the importance of self-care self-care I get my nails done regularly okay I I am a get a get a pedicure all year round if you are just a summer girl, I don't know how y'all be doing it. No judgment cuz y'all know I believe in this safe space. <laughs> but I'm a 365er, okay? And I'm I'm super basic with my nails, okay? I just get gel. I don't be getting all those designs. I used to be, uh, you know, with the long nails and fancy designs when I was in high school. I lived that out. So now I'm just super basic. And when I go get my nails done, 
I like peace and quiet. Okay. I don't go when I choose a nail salon or a nail tech. It yes, it's about quality. I want my nails to look nice. But more often than not, it is the aura that you give me. I don't want to go in here. I don't want to be talking about what's going on on 21 Action News. I don't want to talk about your baby daddy. I don't want to talk about none of that. That's my moment. That's my hour. That's my 45 minutes to just woosa. Okay? So self-care is important. And we are not taking care of ourselves. We give. We pour out. And more often than not, we are pouring from an empty cup. Because we feel like the more we give, the more we receive. And I know that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. But baby, you have to fill your cup back up. That's how you press on. As much as I love to lay in my bed, I know when I've had enough and I have to get up because I don't need that thing to to switch over on me real quick. I don't need it. Uh Uh-uh. I have to be intentional about getting up. I was at a conference, the Back at One conference actually, And I was listening, I was in a session with Dr. Pam Ross. If you do not know her, shameless plug, go and follow her. She, um, her, her thing is like the, the force of joy. Like her voice is just so peaceful and so joyous, right? I have a best friend who's just like that. Hey buddy. And she was talking in a seminar about how, she just go, 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 go. And God had showed her that her not taking rest was sin for her. It was sin for her. And that every time that she did not take a moment to rest, she was committing sin. And so she had to be more intent, more intentional about her self-care. And that thing pierced my brain my heart my soul because as much as I like to be in a bed I'm a goer okay I'm a doer I always have things to do I have about three or four or five things I have to do this weekend okay and I said no and I was feel I used to feel so guilty when I couldn't go to things or when I would be so tired and trying to be everything to everybody that I was wearing myself out. So intentionally on Fridays, I do nothing if it's not something that I don't want to do. That is my day of rest. If it's not something that... I don't want to do that is not uh, feeding myself back up. I'm not doing it. And I don't feel guilty about it. You have to be intentional about yourself. This is for my moms. I'm not a mom, but I'm around a lot of moms 
and I try to encourage them to take time for you because you cannot be the best you for your kids when you are not in a good space. This is for my wives. I Listen, oddly enough, I said this the last time, I get a lot of wives. And I don't know if God is giving me a preview to a coming attraction and he wants me to be able to navigate my married season with success. But baby, I've been getting a lot of wives. This is for my wives. You taking time away from your spouse to to give yourself some self-care away from your children does not make you a bad mom, does not make you a bad wife because you cannot be all that you can be to them if your cup is empty. Press on. I can't go to everything That doesn't make me less supportive. That doesn't make me a terrible friend. I have to take care of myself. No is an answer. It's a complete answer. I used to be the person that would say no and try to find a finagle a reason as to why I can't do it. I used to keep my mailbox full right so that when people would call me and it still kind of might be that way for real but when people would call me and invite me to do places to go places and do things they couldn't leave me a message they 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 couldn't because my mailbox was full I would get so many uh when people would see me hey I tried to call you but your mailbox is full oh is it Because I didn't have the strength to say no. And I used to feel so guilty. No is a complete sentence. Don't consume yourself with so much and taking so much on that you become overwhelmed no that was like a little segue pull away extra golden nuggets you got the golden ticket (laughs) that was a little extra no is a complete sentence okay but depression is real depression is everywhere you have to stay prayed up my pastor the honorable pastor tyson just spoke about on sunday how he uh can sometimes become inflicted with the ailments of people that he is praying for because that's how intense his prayer is and it is the same here when you are around a whole bunch of people who are sad and depressed and you're not, I don't want to say not strong enough because I don't want that to be a dig, but if you are not careful, that's better. If you are not careful, you too can slip into that space. You too. 
there are times when I could be really, really happy, having really, really good days, and I could be coaching through with somebody, and then it's like, now I'm feeling sad. Like, wait, wait, uh-uh, sis, this ain't you. Snap back. Pull yourself immediately. I used to tell my 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 clients all the time, I believe that you can feel when you're getting ready to slip into that that depressive state. And that first sign is, oh, no, 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 no. I got to, to move and shake. I got to do things differently. Don't let the one sign slip away and then... You just further fall in deeper and deeper and deeper. Depress on. Take that serious. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your family. There's so much going on. Create a safe space for them. If it's you right now and you're under the sound of my voice. I pray for the spirit of peace, the spirit of awareness. We say that that saying so often and so well without even thinking misery loves company, right? We say it. I just said it the other day to somebody. If you, you have to watch who you're connected to. Because if you're in a, a sad space, a depressed space, I can't call up Depression Junior and think that they're going to help get me out of a situation. I have to be around somebody who can see, who can hear, who can Help me press on. So I pray that your spirit is awakened, that your mind is alert, that you become sharp, and that you are aware of your surroundings, and that you are connected to people who can provide you with tools on how to navigate this mental space that you are in. I pray for safety. I pray right now for clarity in the name of Jesus. I pray for a strength surge like never before I pray that there be no residue of of this season of depression I call an end to this season and and let it surface no more I pray that this is the last time that you feel uh, these emotions because we will learn how to cope we will learn how to deal with the hurting areas of our life, we will get honest about where it hurts. 
without fear, without shame. I pray that you begin to trust people again. And the reason that you have not been open is because when you were, you uh, were made to feel a certain way. Someone told your business, I pray that God will put you in position to surround you with trustworthy individuals. Trust, I pray that you even begin to trust yourself again. I pray that you begin to trust and forgive yourself again. The mistake was just a mistake. It is not who you are. It does not define you. You can begin again. In fact, God wants you to. He has already forgiven you. He calls you by name. He does not see uh, you for what you have done, but for what he has placed inside of you. He can still use you. He wants to use you, but you have to get out of your own way and press on. This will be a groundbreaking season for you. Accept it, walk in it, and thrive. You're going to make it. It's already been written. The chapter that you are on is not the ending. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Spoiler alert. You survived it. You survived it. You are surviving it. Because if you are still here, it didn't kill you. It hasn't ruined you. Press on in Jesus name I love y'all I love y'all so much and this is just a season and it's gonna come to pass everything that God has promised you it's gonna come to pass I love you But God loves you more. See you next time.